0: Welcome to episode 183 of Respawning Fire, Whoa. the PlayStation UI finally revealed. <gasps> this podcast, Respawning Fire, is the kick ass irreverent gaming podcast from Affable Idiots. I am holding <sighs> Christopher Adams Depardo, but I'm also here with. Chad Michael Adam
1: Christopher's Depardo. In this. Yes. And Holden. you.
0: The, you know, the people who are be listening, kind of exactly yes. well, we, we already introduced each other, but like the other person in the room is the dreamiest fan base of all time, <laughs> joining us from around the world. Every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, put us in your ears with your favorite podcast service, or put us in your eyes by searching for Respawning Fire on YouTube. That's right, we've gone into the third dimension with 2D video, and if you want to add the fourth dimension of time, you can do that by watching us record it live on twitch.tv slash affable idiots every Sunday night at 8 p.m. 8:30 PM Eastern, like we're <laughs> doing right now. Today's episode is brought to you by Affable Idiots, which we'll tell you about later on in the episode. That is it for the introduction, and we're just jumping right into this main quest. PlayStation <gasps> 5 UI is finally revealed.
1: Whoa! Dumping Boom. right into the dirty, no foreplay. Shout out to my boy Porkchop118YT out there in the chat saying, "Yo, what up, Chad De Pardo?" Three separate words.
0: Yep. So this this little PlayStation 5 user experience video here, it comes from YouTube. It comes from the PlayStation YouTube account. So it's probably accurate and not doctored in any way. This is probably we'll legit. I think we'll it's legit. See. We'll see. <laughs> it could be, yeah. Can't trust these rumors and leaks anymore. But I guess this is a pretty reliable source. Um, so the first thing they kind of show off is this control center. So they basically boot up the, the PS5 from arrest mode and it jumps right into little big planner or sorry Sackboy's big adventure and it shows that control center. The control center allows players to access system information without leaving the game that they're playing such as online friends, downloads notifications, controller settings, whole bunch more. Basically, when you hit the PlayStation button this pops up instead of the main menu you're used to on a PS4. It doesn't take you back yes. to that
1: cross media bar, which I know it's not called yep. that but
0: it's yeah, that's it, it, people know exactly what you're talking about, though, because it's yep. basically the cross-media bar, which was a great UI. I love the cross-media bar. The
1: cross-media bar <laughs> is better than PlayStation 4 UI. Just saying.
0: It, will this be better? I don't know. We'll talk about that after we discuss all the, the facts of the matter. Then we'll get to our opinions. Action above. So the, above the system controls, you basically have something called cards, and these just kind of give you access to different information, whether it's related specifically to the game you're playing or your friends. Um Tell me if you found any more, but these are the kind of the cards that I think they talked about was the news card, the media card, and then like activities card. Um, And then there's one, one more other one we'll talk about in a second. Um, So the news card is just recent stories from that game's publisher, so like updates, that kind of stuff. Uh, There's a media card which shows you screenshots and other media that you've made from the create button. So if you just took a screenshot, rather than you having to go to the gallery or anywhere else to like share anything like that, it's just there in the control center. Which is, you know, I don't take a lot of screenshots, but I think for Dallas, like that's huge for you. I think that's huge. Yeah. So it's still not.
1: It's good. It's a. It's an improvement over the way that it currently works. But as we they sh- they showed what it looks like to share one of these things in 4K, which is really cool. We knew that now, um, but it's still not as slick as Xbox, where you take a screenshot and it sends it to the Xbox app on your phone, and you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. I yeah. still right now have to either tweet it or send it to a PlayStation message. Of, like I have to send you a thousand pictures. And then go to my phone to the app yep. and download a thousand pictures,
0: which is why notifications are turned off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so many pictures. Um, yeah, it looks it it definitely is an improvement, but they they've got to include that phone feature soon.
1: Yeah, I'm like, sure they just soon didn't at think least of it within this generation. Like, oh,
0: why? Yeah. So the other one that I think is very notable here in terms of the cards is the activities cards, which they said, quote, removes barriers to gameplay. So it can display game objectives and a personalized time frame to complete. So it might be like, hey, here's this mission you haven't done yet, and we're estimating it's going to take you 10 minutes to complete it. Um, when you're selecting a certain activity, it jumps you right into that location of the game. There was like an extremely brief, like, single second loading screen, and then he was at that level. Sackboy's at that level, able to play. Um, but then also, this is interesting um, PS Plus users get video hints related to the activity that you're looking at in that card. This is only for PS Plus users, which is basically for the 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 most hardcore PlayStation fans, the people who play games regularly are going to have access to this, essentially. And it reminded me a lot of the Stadia. Kind of like, you know, you can get the, you know, except this is actually going to be there at launch. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So they've already done it. Um, There are... You have something to say? Yeah, this
1: this feature I think is super fucking cool. It Mm -hmm. is, from what it sounded like, it is an optional thing. Like, it, it depends on... Upon developers actually going in and saying, defining what yeah. the activities are in their game, um, also how long like the, the personalized how long it's going to take you to, to complete the certain activities, it sounds mm-hmm. like there's a little bit of the developer telling people how long, and then it learning from you and your play style. so maybe like if the developer said, "This one takes 10 minutes, and I took 15 minutes on it, then the next mm-hmm. one that takes 10 minutes might probably suggest 15 for me instead as well. Um, but what I what I like about this video hints feature, as opposed to the Stadia one, the Stadia one is I ask Google Assistant, how do I get past this level in Tomb Raider, and it finds a YouTube video that matches that level and it plays it. it could be anybody; it doesn't have, it's not an official Crystal Dynamics video. Whereas these are actually developed by the the developers themselves. They mm-hmm. are the exact points that you're looking for, so you don't have to scrub through a video of someone going, hey, guys, I'm here to show you how to get the best <laughs> shit. But first, I'm sponsored by Doritos and Elgato, so you uh, like and subscribe. So, like, it's exactly what you're looking for. And you can pin it. You can pin it to your screen in a picture-in-picture mm-hmm. or, like, a third and two-thirds view as well so you can see your whole screen. Uh, super slick. Um, I'm very interested in this, especially for games where I feel like I, I'm doing them for the experience and not for the challenge, and I want to just, like, if I get stuck, yeah. uh, especially on stupid fucking puzzles, I hate puzzles, then I, I'm going to use this feature <laughs> a lot.
0: I'm curious how Demon Souls, for example, is going to utilize this, because it'd be very un... Kind of Dark Souls like to say jump to this activity immediately. So I'm kind of curious how they adapt it to match that game, or does this have to be adopted by every game? Like trophies, you have to have trophies, like what that's going to look like. But I think overall, it's definitely a benefit and a nice feature to have. Yeah. Um, I don't so, see Dark Souls other...
1: adopting, there's no way they could say <clears throat> this boss battle is going to take you 10 minutes. <laughs> there's no exactly. way they're going to be able to tell you that. So yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Be either almost nothing or like nothing at all for activities for that game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the other cards can be put in picture picture like you were just saying. Um, but there's also another card that, this is really awesome. It tells you what your friends are playing. So you can either jump right into that game with them. If you're in a party with them, you can then actually see what, like, what they are playing as a video feed. As if you're watching them on Twitch or something like that. Right. And that's very cool. There are going to um, be so many cool applications of that.
1: It's it's an yeah. extension of the share play feature, which you've had on PS4 since launch, but with that one it was such a burden and like the per- you had to go in there was a whole process of setting it up to get it started and then you couldn't do anything else while you were watching the stream, but with this, to be able to like I I imagined playing Warzone if Dallas and I are doing duos in Warzone and I could have his view down on the corner of the screen, and I have my view. So at any time, he could be like, oh, fuck, I'm getting shot. And without me having to ask where or look at my radar and figure out where, I can just look at his screen and see what he's shooting at. I am like, oh, my God, this is going to be so fucking good. And with my experience with SharePlay, I've used it a few times. It's almost no lag at all. So it's not like mm-hmm. there's a seven-second delay like there is for Twitch. It's It's pretty one-to-one.
0: Yeah. And this is also close to another feature that Stadia has. Where you can, well, some games have, like Ghost Recon Breakpoint, where you can see what your friends are seeing on their screen, and it works well in the context of, like, a Rainbow Six Siege kind of game. That game doesn't offer the feature. Maybe it will in the future, I don't know. But it it definitely has utility even within the game itself if you wanted to share screens with your friends. So it's very cool to see that. Um, Moving on to parties, which is basically what we just said, and there's other things to parties that we will talk about later on in the episode as well, which are still related to PS5 technically. They also shut off the home screen. So when you either power off your PS5 completely and turn it back up from boot, you'll come to something that looks Closer to the PS4's version of the cross-media bar, but not exactly the same thing. It's definitely a different version of it. Um, This lets you see a game and media section. So there's like a different media bar, basically, for a game and media, which works. There was an explore option, which I guess just... It's trending content in the community is kind of what I got from that. But I wasn't quite sure what was actually in there. Did you get anything more from that?
1: To me, it was... um... Basically, the what's new section on PS4, where it's, oh, so-and-so earned a trophy in this game, or so-and-so took a screenshot from this game, or here's what our developers would like to show you about new content, and it's like a a
0: what's new, or
1: a a place for them to sell you ads on all of the new (laughs) PlayStation stuff they think you might like.
0: Yes. Speaking of places and things you might like, that you might want to buy, the PS Store is also in that cross-media bar area, but it's not an app. It's, like, a part of the system. So I Thank guess you. how it works is, like, for example, on PS4, it used to be there was the media option in the cross-media bar. And then you'd mm-hmm. go down and you'd see, like, Hulu and YouTube and, like, right. all the things just kind of there. I'm assuming that's how it's going to work with the PlayStation Store. They didn't really go in-depth with it. They just kind of said it's, a separate, it's built into the system now. So I think it kind of remains to be seen how it looks. But basically the impression I'm getting is it's snappier and much faster to get into the store. And I assume
1: there will be things like if I go to the explore section and I see, oh, Holden just posted a really cool video from Dark Souls. And I say, oh, my Mm -hmm. God, that looks so badass. There will probably be a buy button right next to it. And I can hit it. It will just say confirm purchase and it's done. Rather than having to load the PlayStation Store, load the game screen and and go through all of that. I can probably just do it from the cross media bar Mm -hmm. or the UI. It's
0: kind of. It's kind of the whole theme, I think, of what we saw at the PS5 UI is snappy, instant access to the most important things. Like yep. as few barriers, and as they kind of said, as few barriers to your experience as possible. And I think that based on what we saw there, I think they're really successful in it. I think the UI looks fantastic. Um, I think it could have been presented a little more cleanly. I kind of had to watch the video twice to kind of discern everything <laughs> yeah, I, agree. I could from the video. But ultimately, This isn't the make or break factor of the console, because most of your time will be spent within a game. It definitely looks like it's a fantastic UI, though. And I would like to see Microsoft take some lessons from this, because the Xbox UI, not fantastic. I would like Microsoft
1: to take a a book out of anybody's, like a page out of anyone's book. (laughs) Like, look at any UI that's ever been developed on any shipping product, and then just like... Get 10% of that, please.
0: (laughs) 10% of it. Uh, One more little factoid on this uh, PS5 UI is that you have a dictation option now because every DualSense controller will have a microphone built into it, which is really handy. I don't like using D-pad keyboards. They're terrible. They're always awful. They feel so
1: 2005. Anytime that I have to do it. Anytime that I'm like sharing something to Twitter, like a screenshot or a gameplay clip, I feel like to write the... Thirty characters of whatever I'm going to do, especially if it's a hashtag, takes mm-hmm. four minutes and is awful.
0: <laughs> so overall, are you happy with the PS5 UI? Are there any like dislikes or strong uh, I am likes happy about it? With like, it? Kind of worry you?
1: <clears throat> I'm happy with it. I like the kind of full screen art, especially whenever you're on the main home screen, and not necessarily mm-hmm. just like the the little f- control center is what they called it. Whenever it pops up, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm liking it. I felt like there, if the games don't take advantage of that full screen, home screen, like actually having cool images to look at, I feel like it could maybe start to get kind of empty, because all mm-hmm. of the, all of your cards are at the top of the screen in little squares, and then there are things at the very bottom of the screen, but then the whole like middle, two thirds of the screen, is just artwork. Yeah.
0: So yep. if it's not interesting those- to look
1: at, then it's like, well, that's wasted space.
0: And the icons are, like, half the size, at least, of the PS4 icons. Like, they're yeah. significantly smaller as well. Which on a 4K screen, I'm sure is going to be fine. But, yeah, you're right. It does lead to a lot of empty space, which can be good for design. But it depends on how that empty space is, is utilized, yeah. Also, what does that mean for themes? Because they got rid of PS4 themes in, like, the PS Store. You can't buy PS4 themes. They did, yeah. On the PS but store, there PS on a, PS4, at least.
1: <clears throat> there was a leak for... I can't remember the name of the game. But there was a game that is uh, offering a an up- free PS5 upgrade, um, and in the description on the PlayStation Store temporarily, it said, also includes free PS5 theme. So Interesting. So, uh, looks like those are
0: going to stick around. Hmm. And Gage Family Gaming just popped in. How's it going?
1: Oh, what up?
0: <clears throat> it's Steven well, Dutzman. If anyone doesn't know who Gage Family Gaming is, it's Steven Dutzman.
1: We got somebody calling us out on Language. I don't think we spoke anything other than English in here.
0: I think it was just English, yeah. And we well, do not
1: advertise ourselves as a multilingual podcast.
0: No, we don't. Uh, we, we would like to release a Spanish language version of the podcast, but we'd have to learn Spanish, and that wouldn't...
1: Hola, Telebundo. La ciudad de México. I will see you well, at least, Mexico.
0: I would have to learn Spanish, I guess. Chad's perfect.
1: Yes. más grandes de un toro.
0: Any additional thoughts on PS5 UI, Chad, before we move on?
1: that thing is sexy. What else we got to talk about?
0: We got upcoming on this episode, we got a few things to talk about. Phil Spencer had a really good interview with Kotaku, which had some interesting insights, and then some things we kind of already knew about, which we'll probably skip over. Uh, We'll discuss our thoughts on the PS4 uh, 8.0 update debacle, and then we have a lot more stuff to talk about, too, but before all that, we're going to get to our tried-and-true playtime, Chad. What have you played? I see. <clears throat> you, I have a question, actually. Okay. You have PS5 games listed <gasps> on here. What, what does that mean?
1: Um, i I didn't play any PS5 games, but I wanted to include mm. a story about the PS5 games, so I put that there to remind <laughs> Um In fact, I will do that right now. Uh, did you mention... Uh, hold on. Uh, Steven in the... Sorry. Engagedfamilygaming.com says in the Twitch chat, did you mention how awesome it was that they managed the du- to dual-purpose the UI video with a Sackboy video preview? Ooh. That's so meta. I don't, I don't think I even paid attention to that the first time. Dope.
0: No. Um, I didn't notice. we I'll have to watch PS5 it again. Because I've already seen it a few times and I keep missing things. <laughs> <laughs>
1: PS5 games. Are you ready, Holden? No. Two weeks ago. I think it was two I'm weeks ago. I'm not ready, Chad. I'm not it ready. It doesn't matter. I'm still talking. You can you can join me when you're ready. All two right. Two weeks I'll catch ago, you. I sent you a link. I figured out how to pre-order PS5 games digitally on the PSN, and you have to do it from playstation.com, not store.playstation.com, which is backwards. I assume (laughs) at this like web store update that's like removing the ability to do old shit, I assume it's adding PS5 functionality this week, and that's why they're doing the overhaul. But for now, you have to do it from playstation.com. And so two weeks ago, I sent you the link so you could pre-order Dark Souls and whatever the hell else you were gonna pre-order. Demon's Souls, just no uh, Dark Souls Souls. Souls. remake. And I only pre-ordered Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition. And I did that as a way of saying, cool, I've got that. It's locked in. I'm going to give myself some time to breathe and not just instinctively buy everything. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's so much coming at launch for PS5 that I just want to play it all. So fast forward to yesterday and I bought everything. I bought every <laughs> single game. <laughs> I gave all my money to PlayStation. I have now Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition. I have Sackboy's Big Adventure. I have Destruction All-Stars. I have Demon Souls. I have Godfall. Um, there's got to be something else I'm missing. But uh, all all I'm saying Bugs is snacks. that I waited 2 weeks. I don't have Bug Snacks
0: yet. Stephen, do you b- Bug Snacks?
1: Oh, so, like, fuck. he's
0: way cooler than you.
1: He is. He's fucking coolest podcast dad ever. Um, yeah, so I waited two weeks, and it turns out that I do still want all of those games. And because of that, I took i um, I'm taking a week off of work when the PlayStation launches. So <laughs> I'm going to play all of those games. I'm thinking I'm going to stream them, too. So I think this week I'm going to buy a capture card, figure out that whole setup, and I'm going to stream a lot of shit. So get ready. Bookmark twitch.tv slash Idiots. You're going to see... So much good shit.
0: Personally, I'm very excited about Sackboy simply because we can get together and play it together. Yep. And I think that's totally absolutely gonna to be game night that night because game night is the PS5 launch day. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I it might not also have on a PS5 PS4 that day, But it's also on PS4. But I did
1: not buy the PS4 version.
0: But aren't isn't it the same thing?
1: I don't know, because there were two separate links. There was the ps4 one that brought you to the store.playstation playstation and then there was did PS5 version I think if you got if you buy the PS4 version you can get an upgrade but if I just bought the PS5 version I don't know if I can go backwards
0: I just bought the PS5 version that would be weird like is it's the, it is the same game right wow that's strange maybe um, there'd be a difference in how things load which would make it hard to make it cross gen for uh, well, cross-generation play at least I don't know we'll find out Science. that'd be weird. That'd be weird.
1: So I'm V-excite, V-excite. But I also played a couple of other things. I played Horizon Zero Dawn some more. Mm. I just got to the part where you figure out what Zero Dawn means. So I'm v excited to continue on that journey. Why are we playing that? Because it's our barf game. Backlog, Accomplishment with Respawn and Friends. It's where we play a game from our backlog that we should have played, wanted to play. Uh, it's a classic that we never got around to. Um, and the last two months has been Horizon Zero Dawn. We are recording that Barf episode on November 1st. So if you are playing along with us or if you've played it before and you want to send us your thoughts, you have until the end of the month to do that. So I won't talk more about that until then. But the last two things I wanted to mention are Destiny 2, surprise, playing that some more. We are <laughs> uh, BD as the kids say, Balls Deep. I've decided the kids abbreviated as BD now and they still say Balls Deep uh into the story content of destiny 2 we've basically given up on festival of lost and we all just paid the money to get the cool looking costumes and um we just played curse of osiris which was the first expansion and then warmind which is the second expansion we have two more to go but it is so interesting to get the kind of backlog their backstory to a lot of these things We realized some of these missions in these storylines that we passed on several years ago actually went on to become strikes in Destiny. So we're like, wait a minute, we've already played this. But there's so much more context around it too, which was really nice to see. Um, So that's cool to kind of see why things are the way they were, why we're doing this strike. So I'm excited to do the rest of that, but Matt's gone for a week because surprise! Matt from Rhode Island, Rhode Island is how I just said that, got married yesterday. Congratulations (laughs) to our boy. Uh, and he's a third per- person in our fire team, so we've got to put that on pause for a week. Oh, okay, I have one more thing to talk you. about. Ghosts of Tsushima Ooh. multiplayer update.
0: Oh, how was that?
1: So I played that when it launched. We played four-player. Um, it's basically it's controlling territories. And so it's a bunch of different levels. You go in to a level, and there are three areas. So there was a, a shipwreck, and there was, you have to defend the ship, you have to defend the beach, you have to defend this other area. And it's just waves. It's horde mode. It's wave of 15 waves of enemies, and you just have to survive as long as you can. And uh, so it's like, oh, enemies are over at the boat. We have to go over to the boat and defend the boat. Enemies are over here. And then there's boss waves and shit. And Ghost of Tsushima did not really grab me when the single-player game did. Like I, I enjoyed the combat... I enjoyed the world. It was beautiful, but it's just something about it. I don't know what it is. It just didn't hook me. Um, and I, It was so easy for me to just like, oh, something else came out for a second and I forgot about it. We'll never return to it. And then this came out and it was the multiplayer. Was, it was fun. I had a good time playing with it, but I, there's like progression in it too. It's so separate from the main game. It's like, okay, cool. There's like items to unlock, there's inventory, there's skills and all this kind of stuff, but I just didn't feel. I just, I don't know, something about that game just doesn't click for me. But it's, it's fantastic, there's, there's four player, those kind of things, a horde mode that I mentioned, and then there's also like new co-op story missions that you can do two players at a time. Um, and Dallas and Brent played those, I didn't play it, but I don't know. It's well executed, it's great, the gameplay is great, it's fun, but something about it I just, yeah, I don't know, I, I just can't get into
0: it. I'm going to return back to once I get a PS5 because I, I have an OG PS4. So I'm to, when I go back to PS5, I'll have 4K. I'll have 60 frames per second. I'll have things that I didn't have on PlayStation 4. But yeah, I kind of I feel like Dallas and everyone's going to be very mad at me. It didn't really stick with me either. Like I don't think it's a bad game, but I, and I was really enjoying it. and was playing a lot of it when I was playing it. And then it's one of those things where after I stopped playing it, I, I wasn't feeling that yearning to go back. Yeah. It's nothing about the game, necessarily, but I'm going to give it another chance on PS5. (laughs) Famous last words. I say that (laughs) too often. (laughs) But it's true. It's true. Um, This week, I played Horizon Zero Dawn as well. Um... There's that. We'll talk about that later on as well. I played, Hor- um, <laughs> I played Horizon, New Horizons. What I was just about to say, which was not <laughs> what I did. I played Animal Crossing: New Horizons more because I've been hardcore back into that game lately. Like I said last week, I'm revamping my whole island. I I basically likened it to uh, jazz last week and saying I'm just right. kind of <laughs> going with it. <laughs> I'm not. I don't really have like a big plan. I'm just thinking, what's this here going to be for? Uh, let's build some cliffs here and a path over this way. And and things are starting to shape up. And my God, is it gorgeous and jazz beautiful. Jazz is great, man. And amazing. Jazz is great. Do you like
1: jazz, um, Evan? <laughs> 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 what's
0: that? Is that uh, Bruce That's Almighty? Bruce Almighty, yeah. Yeah. So I'm having a blast doing that. It's a lot of fun. But I, I came across something in Animal Crossing New Horizons, which seems... Porn? really dumb not porn but it seems really stupid you can only have eight set of stairs and eight bridges you cannot have more than that i know it's weird
1: why that's so
0: stupid the the problem i ran into is that there are two points on my island where i have a set of stairs that go up two levels of cliff which means i'm using two sets of stairs as one set of stairs yeah and that eats up half of my stair allotment yeah so, it's not, it's not cool. It's just not cool. They need to bring up to 12. Zero out of 10, man.
1: I've been telling you this yeah, whole time, Animal Crossing, zero out of 10. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really bummed about it, but it has kind of gotten me to rethink about certain parts of my island. Like, okay, I could sacrifice a stair here. If I go this way and build out this part of the cliff and make an opening, then I don't need the stair on this side. So, I'm, I'm, I'm it's working, you know, like jazz, you got to work with the team and what the team wants to do. Team Who's being your m- Musicians.
1: Who, who is this what? for? Like, who's gonna come visit your island? <laughs> no, oh, it's sorry. for me.
0: It's just for me. I just want to have a nice island that I'm okay. proud of, and I, it's shaping up awesome.
1: Great, great for you. I just don't. I don't feel <laughs> it. I do not feel fulfillment <laughs> from that.
0: <laughs> it's it's a zen garden, is what it is. Mm. Why make a zen garden? You do it for yourself because it makes you feel good and peaceful, and I I like it. Steven's proud of you.
1: He says it in the chat.
0: Oh, thank you, Stephen. Thank you. So that is all that I played this week. Time for an ad read. I'd like to tell you a bit about Affable Idiots. Affable Idiots is the brand new, is the new brand new, is the new brand under which our products and podcasts will live, like Respawning Fire, and our new off-color Mr. Rogers-type show called AAWI and also with you, and much more to come. Can I make a quick announcement real quick? yes right
1: now for the rest of the week part of aawi we are trying to figure out what the best best picture picture is so (laughs) (laughs) there are there are polls up the entire week we're doing a bracket and there's a breakdown we have eight movies i picked from best picture uh, winners and eight from jesse and we're whittling it down to the best best picture picture so go and vote there's gonna be three polls a day to vote on best picture pictures (laughs) uh, and then we'll find out next week
0: I saw the Forrest Gump, Rocky one. I voted Forrest Gump, but I felt we were doing that because I haven't seen Rocky.
1: I haven't either, but I picked it because I know people like it. In fact, there are several movies mm-hmm. on my list that I hadn't seen, but
0: but yeah, they have that you know reputation that you can't not mm-hmm. recognize, mm-hmm. like Rocky. And much more to come. Video versions of our podcast are the only are the fir- blah are only the first of many amazing things we're bringing you this fall, and we need <laughs> your support. <laughs> First, the easiest and freest thing you can do for us right now is go subscribe to three YouTube channels. This channel, Respawn Aim Fire, our parent channel, Affable Idiots, and our sister podcast, AWI, and also with you. Because you want to see these best picture movies as they're being discussed, not just, like, hear it. It's a movie. That's
1: right. Best best picture picture.
0: This isn't the 70s and early 80s when you had to listen to Star Wars at home because you didn't have a VHS (laughs) of it. But they had it on records. But they had it on records. Links to these are in the description below, and we need 100 subscribers for each in order to have a custom YouTube URL with our name in it, like youtube.com slash Fire. But don't go to that URL right now to subscribe because it doesn't work because of everything I just told you. You can only do us more good than you know by leaving us a sweet and sexy review and says every time it has to be sweet and... And sexy, important to we both. Over on every podcast service you listen to us on, and even those you don't. Stars are great, and we want them all, but words of affirmation are the affable idiot's love language. And feel free to drop us a message in there as well. Finally, Respawning Fire has a patreon over at patreon.com/ respawn aimfire. If you want to support us one dollar, excuse, me, one dollar gets you play time with us each week during our game nights every Thursday night. Influence over what you play for BARF each month. This month it is Horizon Zero Dawn, as we already discussed. And super cool, sexy wallpapers for your electronic super computer Doras. <gasps> and there are Halloween ones project. right now
1: for the next two weeks. And, I mean, they're going to yeah. be there forever. But right now, for the next two weeks of October, you can rock some cool Halloween Xbox Series X or PS5 ones.
0: Mm. That's nice. What's also nice, Chad? Also, bye, Steven. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. He's probably gone at this point, but I just saw that he left, so I had to say it. That's okay. Speaking of awesome stuff, like Steven Dutzman, in engaged family, Pod, family, gaming, Black, engaged family uh, gaming podcast, the quest log this week is beginning right now oh, with shit. the Microsoft Quest Log. Xbox boss Phil Spencer on Series X launch, Halo Infinite, and Bethesda. This is all from an interview with Steven Totillo. I'm not sure you pronounce his last name. What was that? Stephen Portillos. (laughs) Stephen Portillos. (laughs) Stephen Portillos from Kotaku. The first thing that Phil Spencer and Stephen Portillos talked about was the Series X and (laughs) Series S. I
1: was joking. (laughs) And I know you know that, but I didn't expect you to keep running with it.
0: So, uh, it, it wasn't an interview like you've seen a lot of times where it's like what Phil Spencer said, than what Stephen Pertillo said. It just was like his summary, what Stephen Pertillo's summary is. Are you, you've opened the door. <laughs> it's not going to end now. So, this is what Phil Spencer said. He said that. In terms of Xbox Series X versus the Series S and kind of making a comparison, Phil Spencer believes that all units of X and S will sell out this year, with the X being the main attraction because of early adopters. But by the end of the generation, he thinks that Series X – Series S will be the bigger seller, which I think makes sense. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, let's do this point by point because these are actually some big topics to discuss. We'll yeah, do the sure. Series X Series S, and then we'll move on after that. Um Spencer also was asked to compare the unit since he has both models. I'm so lucky that he has both models. Right. I've been to pull a pull lot of things to do that too. <laughs> uh, he probably knows someone at Microsoft. Of course, he mentions that he has a bias here, but he did say that the Series S utilizes lower resolution assets, but that actually makes the load times faster because it's the same SSD in both units which totally makes sense i hadn't even thought about that so that's kind of cool if you want even faster load times get a series s
1: yeah but do you want to load um, poop really fast or do you want to load steak <laughs> really fast but not quite as fast as poop
0: <laughs> i don't know if it's quite that big of a difference <laughs> between mm-hmm. poop and steak but I, I see your point i see your point um sp- Spencer, uh, Phil Spencer commented on the the difference in RAM between the Series X and the Series S because the Series S has 10 gigabytes of RAM and the Series X has 16 gigabytes of RAM. But he's basically said, look, our team has done their proofs on this. It's not going to be a problem. And I think he's basically saying again, like lower... Um, uh, Lower-resolution assets will make it so that you don't need to use much RAM. You know It's not going to be an issue. Um, he cites the PC gaming landscape as a point of optimism, like PC games are made for a multitude of consoles. I think developers can handle two boxes. He also says, and this is a quote, I'm not going to stand here or try to um, PR somebody and say two different specs and the same is the same as having one spec. It's not. We're doing this because we want to expand the market. He also acknowledges that Series S could be a great second console option um, for the ne- uh, next two PlayStation 5, which is a pretty surprising thing for a uh, head of a gaming company yeah. to say. But I respect him for saying it because I think it's kind of that everyone knows that. <laughs> everyone knows that. Yeah, so It's kind of nice to see him acknowledge that. Joe, what did you think about his kind of discussion of the Series X and Series S? I just want to add one real quick thing to
1: the quote you just read about not going to try to yeah. stand here and PR somebody. Uh, That was in response to a question that he was asked, saying, hey, the PlayStation consoles, digital and physical, there is no difference other than disk disk drive, but the Mm -hmm. power difference, do you think that's going to make it harder for developers to develop for yet another configuration? And so he was saying, I'm not going to pretend it's not another configuration we have to take into account, um, um, because it's not the same as having the exact same spec like PlayStation has, but Mm -hmm. we're doing this because we want to expand the market just yeah. some context there. But uh, I was surprised at how um, it's not really revealing a lot, but how candid he is about it all. And that's something I've always really yeah. liked about Phil Spencer. Um, he's just transparent. He's candid. He says things that are really interesting. And he, he's not just a PR puppet for the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was really absolutely. interesting to see this. And I'm, I'm happy that it went to Kotaku. Even though Jason Trier is gone, they still get good scoops.
0: What did you think of him acknowledging or him kind of predicting that series s will be the ultimate seller for xbox by the end of the generation and what do you think that means for like next gen
1: yeah that i think that makes sense because um obviously series x i think his the fact that they are there for early adopters right at first like if you're buying a console day one it's likely because you are invested in that Uh, environment and you're invested in gaming and you probably want the best. So it makes sense that that's going to outsell in the beginning. But yeah, over time, like if their strategy really is opening up gaming to everyone, the Series S is what makes that capable. So that's what they're going to be pushing, I'm sure, internally, is putting Xbox in the hands of as many people as they can. And that's the best way to do it. And honestly... Like hardcore gamers who want the best of the best represent such a small percentage of people. Like, there are so many households with kids that need Xboxes and and parents who like get consoles five, six, seven, ten years into their console life cycle, uh, where the S is going to be a much more attractive option because of the price. So,
0: yeah. And we've also already seen that Xbox One S sold more than Xbox One X. Mm -hmm. Because I think for most people, the price is the differentiating factor that matters most to them. Maybe that will change because 4K TVs will become more prominent and much more affordable. They're already pretty affordable yeah, in, you can in terms already, of...
1: Especially with some of the the deals going on right now, like early Black Friday deals, you can get 4K TVs for like 200 bucks.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm curious how much that will factor in, like how many people will say... Because like the series... Uh, I'm sorry, the Xbox One S and the Xbox One X didn't have that kind of 4K right. accessibility at the time. But I, I don't even think that's going to matter too much. I really don't think most people care that much. Like, for instance, I'm playing my Nintendo Switch on a new 4K TV I got. Those games still look phenomenal, even though they're (laughs) running only at 1080p. They look really good. So I I don't have a problem.
1: uh, Matt, um, when we were playing uh a couple of nights ago man actually called called out and he's like i'm so glad you called holding on and he's like i got this brand new 4k hdr tv and i played this switch game and this switch game and this switch game and i was like well what are you d- you're not playing any 4k hdr games on this tv <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't have anything to play 4k on right now i have a 1s and i have a ps4 so you
1: will in three weeks baby
0: three weeks three weeks but i I get the point I was making there, though, is that the colors look fantastic. The color yeah. reproduction on that TV is way better than on the Switch screen or on the TV I had before in the past or the monitor that I'm using. So it was still gorgeous to see Breath of the Wild in that. Holy shit. But this isn't playtime. This is not playtime. Uh, this is Nerds the time large, we talk about Bethesda. Uh,
1: before we get to Bethesda, yeah. I just want to acknowledge Nerds at Large is in our chat. They say we both look beautiful. I agree. We look very Aww. beautiful. I even, as soon as Holden jumped on the Skype call tonight, I was like, oh, look at you looking fresh.
0: Look very Maybe fresh. Patch look be always looks fresh. Uh, Halloween. I look really like a deadbeat most treatment. of the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, Holden told me he showered for the first time in weeks today.
0: Yeah, five months. I've five, months, five months. I'm totally being totally being facetious. Do not take me any word on that one. Please don't. Um, <laughs> so the next thing we're talking about here is yeah, talk about Bethesda. And really, I just want to focus on one question specifically, mm. and then one answer. And I, one thing I'll say, I think that. What's really funny about this answer here is that I've seen headlines that say the opposite, came to the opposite conclusion. Right. And I guess what's really interesting about this quote, and I'll kind of share what I think about it afterwards. And I'm assuming Chad has some thoughts as well. The question from Stephen Portillos is Is it possible <laughs> to recoup the $7.5 billion investment if you don't sell Eldra Scrolls VI on the PlayStation? Phil Spencer said yes. Immediately, he said yes, and then paused and said, I don't want to be flip about that. This deal was not done to take games away from another player based like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was, quote, how do we keep other players from playing these games, end quote. We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to play games. But I'll also say, in the model, I'm just answering directly the question that you had, when I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had and we have, and, and have xCloud and PC and Game Pass and our console base, I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make that deal work for us, whatever that means. Chat thoughts?
1: I think this was a bold question from Steven at Kotaku, and he wanted an answer that was going to be so noteworthy and make headlines, uh, and <laughs> Phil Spencer gave him a non-answer, and there were still a ton of headlines about it anyway <laughs> yep um basically yeah Yeah. phil spencer basically just said can we make our money back yes we do not need playstation to make our money back but i still think uh, and he says there are going to be tons of people able to play this game because of all these different things that we have so from a pure fact standpoint we do not have to ship this on playstation that's what he said mm-hmm. Yeah, There's still a lot of said, money being left on the table if they don't ship it there. So I, I I, don't see this as definitive either way. Yes, it's coming to PlayStation in the future, or no, it's definitely not coming. But
0: that's yeah, the whole point of the answer is that no one can know. <laughs> yeah, I agree with the interpretation of, of, of his answer because you're right. Like He doesn't say anything other than we can be profitable, we don't have to. But he doesn't say if that's their decision or not. Um, I'm still on the side of they won't put those big games on PlayStation because like for me like I, I hear the whole uh, money on the table for me the money on the table is Keeping it on their own platform and telling PlayStation users play it on your Android phone play it on xCloud on your PC Those are the options that that you have to play it. I think because they'll keep the 30% they'll get people within their ecosystem um, So I, I still feel like they're gonna go that direction But it is very interesting that they have not been direct and avoid it. It makes me think yeah. that they don't know yet and they're still trying to figure out what is the most optimal model, and I wonder if they're really waiting just to see how well the Series X does. Sure, yeah, and and whether or not they could use this as a way to get more people to um, to buy Series X consoles or more people to use their services. I think it just kind of depends on how this next generation starts for them. But even then, like I could see them saying, "It's been a great start um, for the Series X." Let's go ahead and put this on PlayStation anyway. I can see them saying that. I can also see them saying, hey, this has really not been successful. Therefore, we need to put this on PlayStation so we can recoup yeah. some more costs. Like It's like even then, like I'm not sure what conclusion they're going to come to. I have what I think they should do, but that doesn't mean that that's what they're going to do. It's so, also we'll see. Their their deal is
1: so new. In fact, it's not mm-hmm. even like approved yet. Like They haven't even acquired yeah. it, it until might, next year. It still could not happen. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Elder Scrolls, we know that it's not, like Bethesda has said, it's not coming until after Starfield, both of which we've not seen fucking anything about. And so mm-hmm. I, I think it's almost impossible to make this call four, five, or six years in advance of when this game is actually going to launch.
0: So I, <laughs> that, but also, they because... They can't make that. Yeah. And like you called out too, the, the deal is not set in stone technically. Right. So they might not want to say that because they might not want to say this. The deal falls through, and then people get really pissed when it's like, "Wait a second, you said," right? They don't want to make any promises that they're uncertain they can keep yet. Personally, I feel like they're going to be able to make the deal. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I see would be very surprised doing if T-Mobile can buy Sprint. Microsoft can buy Bethesda, <laughs> so yeah. I think that's totally possible. Um, but that's kind of something we'll. We'll kind of come back to the topic of the whole, like, games come with their consoles in a little bit, because that gets discussed again later on. Um, I don't actually... I don't even know why I put this note here. I really don't. Halo Infinite. There's no new information. There really wasn't. He just... There wasn't that much really said. He just said... Basically, Stephen Portillo said that he was curious if they would release single-player, multiplayer for Halo Infinite as separate releases, if that was better for the team... If uh, one was done before the other. And Spencer kind of just gave that like political, like, hmm, that's an interesting idea. We'll have to like talk to the team and see what. He didn't really answer the question. Yeah. But Stephen kind of had this whole, I'll take that as a maybe. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> if that was a maybe. I really think he just doesn't want to tell you and doesn't want to just outright say, no, we're not doing that. Yep. But we will see. There have been some weird things at Microsoft lately. Some good, some just straight up weird. <laughs> um, Microsoft's Nintendo connection. So the Ori games are made by Moon Studios, which is not owned by Microsoft. But in I didn't that know that. I didn't
1: recognize that at first.
0: Yeah, like, I didn't know that either.
1: I, if you would ask me, hey, what are Microsoft's first party studios? I wouldn't have listed Moon. But then if you told mm-hmm. me, hey, Ori is developed by Moon Studios, I'm like, well, duh. But then I didn't put two to, two and two and two together in my brain.
0: Yeah, um, it was the, in the partnership between Moon Studios and Microsoft Game Studios or Xbox Game Studios, it was uh, Moon Studios that wanted to put Ori on the Switch. And Microsoft just wanted to support Moon Studios and what they wanted it to do. So that's kind of how that happened. Uh, Moon Studios has now entered a publishing deal that would take two. So that could just take a life of, of its own now. We'll see. But as far as putting future games on Switch, Phil Spencer says it doesn't feel sustainable. In order to really support it, I would want a full Xbox ecosystem somewhere. And that probably means things like Live and Game Pass and stuff. For me, the context of Switch is not really the important thing for me here. Because to me, like the his statement would also apply to PlayStation. Right. And so I'm really curious, because I think this is the more... In terms of the whole, like, is Bethesda going to be coming to uh, to PS5? I think this is the more interesting quote to break down than the last one. Because the last one is going to point out as like a non-answer, doesn't really say anything. But this does kind of say, at the very least... There's no way Sony's going to have the, you know, Xbox Game Pass and Xbox, you know, Live Gold. Earning There's no way Sony's going to allow PS5. those things. Yeah, so to what degree would Microsoft say, "Well, we can't have our achievements on Elder Scrolls 6 on PlayStation 5. We can't have g- an association with Game Pass and getting it through Game Pass and your PlayStation 5. Would that be the thing that stops them? Is that why they're not talking about it because they're trying to seek a deal with Sony to allow Game Pass on their system? And like, potentially, I don't know, a lot of speculation, but I think this is an interesting quote. I'm curious what your thoughts are on it too.
1: I think there's so much that has to go into the UI and the OS itself in order to integrate Xbox Live and Game Pass that it's mm-hmm. it, it'd be impossible because mm-hmm. you would have to... You would have to have the trophies and the achievements kind of sync the same. You would have to mm-hmm. have your game progress on the PlayStation games sync with the progress on your achievements. You would have to, h- how do you handle cloud saves with that? Is it through PlayStation Plus cloud save? Is it through Xbox cloud save? Um, yeah. Th- there's, uh, even as far as like the streaming yeah. codecs that Game Pass uses for X Cloud. is that something that's compatible with PlayStation hardware? It might be, but like there's there's so much to take into consideration that, I don't think we would ever see that happen.
0: The game saves part, actually, I hadn't even thought about that, but that's such a good thing to bring up. Think about the context of a game like Elder Scrolls. I want to play this on my PlayStation and then play it on my PC and then play it on X Cloud when I'm moving around, and I want that same character to come with me. Yeah. That might not be possible on a PlayStation, because, again, I highly doubt Sony would allow that. Maybe, like, cross-play in Fortnite, they would make an exception for Elder Scrolls because of how huge of a franchise that is. Yeah. The game saves part I hadn't thought about. That's a really good point to bring up, huh? Hmm. We will find out in the next seven years. <laughs> <laughs> the Next topic was Series X Games on Xbox One via xCloud. Quote from uh, Phil Spencer. When we think about Xbox One, absolutely we think it could be a good way for us to bridge generations. Good idea meaning uh, having Series X games streamable on Xbox One via xCloud. To bridge generations and be able to let people play those games. I don't think it's years off. It's just work to get done. We know how to do it. Phil Spencer also emphasized xCloud on PC and mobile. He actually specifically called that iOS. Is the priority over Xbox One. Which I think makes sense. You can play games on Xbox One right now. You can't play them on iOS.
1: I actually didn't realize until about a week ago that... X Cloud streaming still wasn't a feature on xbox one
0: yeah I thought you, that's, it's, it's only interesting an
1: android thing right now
0: mm-hmm. which basically means it's, it's much more about broadening xbox as opposed to enhancing the xbox experience yeah so yeah it's that's interesting stuff there
1: and so all of that all of that talk i did about like oh it makes sense for the xbox series s to have a small hard drive because you can just stream your games like no mm-hmm. apparently that's that's not on the roadmap for years
0: yeah, no, it's not. Which, and that part is interesting because that, that would be a huge benefit. Yeah. Oh, to stream your game. Or even, oh, you don't know if you want to buy this game or not. Like, remember in the PS4, the first introduction, they said, oh, we'll give you game trials for any game in the store. You yeah. can play it for an hour before you buy. That never happened.
1: That happened for a Streaming. lot of PS3 games, though.
0: Oh, did it? Interesting. I didn't know yeah. that. I, I, I never saw it on PS4, so I just assumed it never happened. Um, It'd be interesting if series, uh, or really just Xbox in general, had that feature because of XCloud. It's kind of like, why not? Yeah, makes sense. Kind of like timers like aren't hard Netflix, to write. and
1: like, I wonder if this is going to be good. Play the first few minutes. <laughs> that fucking sucks. Let's watch something else.
0: <laughs> Maybe they don't want to do it for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> they want you to buy the game or get a, a game pass. The there are also some miscellaneous questions kind of at the end, and there are some I didn't think were that important, but um, there are two that I thought were important. Let's start with the less important one first. Banjo and Conker returning. Uh, Spencer was asked about that directly, and Spencer just said, hey, look, that's up to the developers and the studios themselves. We don't go to two studios and tell them, this is what you're making. We want Banjo back. Make Banjo for us. It's not how it works, which is kind of cool to hear.
1: Yeah. The Um, other one is. uh, Sorry about that one, real quick. That's that's cool to hear that it's it's up to the developers to say, we're interested or we have a passion for making blank. But I'm also wondering, does that mean that as a company, I'm sure there's some level of this, but as a company, does that not mean like, hey guys, we're missing a uh, third party or third person platformer? Somebody has to make that. One of our 25 studios has to make that. Mm -hmm. And if none of them say me, then they're like, well, are they do they just say cool i guess we're not going to have that or do they actually do say well somebody needs to and we're choosing you uh, so i'm i'm mm-hmm. sure there's a little bit of a balance of both but
0: they also might have to greenlight projects still like i'm sure yeah. if you know Uh, rare came up to them and said hey we would love to make a new Tetris game or like they'd be like no we'd really need you to make a big triple (laughs) A game like no Tetris (laughs) Um, I'm sure that and I don't know that I'm just speculating and I'm assuming here but which would make an asset of you and me Uh, anyway um, was it saying right that Rare will come up to them and be like, hey, here are three projects we potentially want to work on. A uh, new Banjo game, or this first-person shooter, or Sea of Thieves 2. And then Phil Spencer and the team kind of go, all right, we're thinking that Banjo would fit best right now. That's also a possibility. But that's still the developers coming up with their own yeah. answers, for their own projects. Um, either way, it's cool that he respects the developers like that. Here's the question I think is was the most important in the most within the miscellaneous ones. Future Xbox models, will they ever support faster SSDs to compete with the PS5? Direct quote from Phil Spencer. I think, like you've seen in past generations, that we will iterate on hardware. We've already started, right? Our team doesn't uh, go away, and we kind of lock the spec. Some of it is cost. That's always the important thing. How do you drive down the cost of the console in the parts that are there, but are also just looking at areas in terms of what are the next iterations that you might do? It doesn't really answer the question specifically, but leaves it open, and that could happen, I think.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I think when they, when they decided on the SSDs that they were going to use, it was probably before they found out exactly the specs about Sony's, and now they say, mm-hmm. oh, we're a little bit behind. So I'm sure that's taking priority a little bit in whatever their next iteration might be, but I, I'm sure it's not driving everything. Like, we need to make a new console right now because we need faster SSDs. But I'm sure that, yeah. obviously, as he's just said, we've already started, right, on our next version. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. And
1: 2.0 of these or 1.5 of these will have probably faster SSD in it.
0: Mm-hmm. I also don't think that the SSD, like, it, the SSD is a great feature for PS5, absolutely. Because of the PC market, I don't think that it is necessary for Microsoft to immediately try to ramp up their hard drives to a faster SSD. Yeah. I don't think it matters that much. It's a really important feature. It's just an important feature in the context of when we look back, we'll recognize PlayStation 5 did it first, and this is now the standard of gaming. Not necessarily that it has to happen next year, otherwise Microsoft is doomed.
1: Yeah, Not and really happen. in context of everything, if, from, if speed on a console level from 0 to 10, if current generation is at a 1 because it's slow as shit to mm-hmm. load anything... And PlayStation 5 is at a 9. I mean, Microsoft's still at like a 7.5 or an 8. I mean, they're still really fucking yeah. fast. It's a fast SSD. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, so I don't, it's not like they uh, catching up that 1 or 1.5 points in that kind of mm-hmm. spectrum will will help them that much. So I don't yeah. see It's well, like, probably not that important.
0: I've been kind of saying throughout the year that Microsoft's SSD is revolutionary and PlayStation's SSD is super revolutionary. Yeah. They're both <laughs> revolutionary. Yeah. Like, it's... They're both really good. This next story is really interesting. And I just never anticipated this. I'm very surprised. This is very cool. Microsoft will share digital revenues with GameStop on every Xbox it sells. There are some caveats to this, but some that are beneficial to GameStop in a way I didn't think that they would, and I didn't think Microsoft even had to do. So basically, if a customer buys an Xbox at GameStop. Any digital purchase they make on the Xbox store, so not digital codes from Amazon or something like that. Like It has to be bought from the Xbox store directly. A portion of that digital sale will go to GameStop. Now, this also would include DLC, but it also includes DLC from a physical game you bought elsewhere. As long as you are playing that or that are buying that DLC on the Xbox that you got from GameStop. That's yep. pretty cool.
1: That is pretty cool. And it's something that I didn't It's it's a cool I don't I don't know if I see it as a handout to GameStop from Xbox saying like, "Hey, we know you're important to our business and we know this digital console revolution is kind of fucking you over, so here's a little <laughs> bit of like take some money. You make you get these people these consoles into people's homes, so we're going to show you a little bit of love by saying anything that we sell because you enabled them to buy the console, we're going to give you a portion of that." So, yeah. Uh, I, I I didn't see that coming at all. But then if I thought about in other industries, um, cell phones are very, very similar. Uh, when a manufacturer of a cell phone gets sold through Verizon or something like that, like if, if Apple makes an iPhone and mm-hmm. it's activated with Verizon or it's bought and linked to a Verizon account, then uh, Apple makes a small percentage of that person's Verizon bill for the rest of the time that they're with Verizon.
0: Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so
1: anytime anytime there's an activation of a cell phone at launch, whether it's an Android phone, a Microsoft phone, or an an Apple phone, whatever network it's tied to at launch, which is why it's really hard, or not hard, but um, stores often will want to activate the phone on demand rather than sell you an unlocked phone and let you walk out the door. Because if they activate the phone at time of purchase, then they get that (laughs) recurring percentage of your bill every single month. Because they put the phone in your hands, they enabled you to have it, and Verizon or AT&T or Sprint, they're just saying, hey, thanks for doing that here's a little something uh so it it works like that in the cell phone industry and i don't know how many other industries also do that but this is a i guess it's coming to video games and i'm 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 wondering i'm sure sony's doing something in the background as well similarly to microsoft if sony hasn't approached gamestop then i'm sure gamestop has at least approached sony and been like hey xbox is doing this and we're getting a portion of their sales do you want to also match that Otherwise, there could be a conflict of interest, and we could just be, like, pushing customers to Xbox all the time if they ask, which one should I get? I'm like, oh, well, we got a cut of this one, so why don't you go to this one versus PlayStation? Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure there's talks with, Microsoft, uh, with PlayStation as well, uh, and this wasn't necessarily, like, a press release. This was something that was, like, kind of leaked via an internal something. So, I'm sure it's, yeah. if there was something with PlayStation, we probably just don't know about it.
0: Yeah, there's was a, um, what do you call it? Um, so it was some investment firm that came out and said we've been talking to partners and we know this, GameStop told us this. Yeah. So it's a pretty, you know, it's it's not like reset era user says that it, this is an extremely legitimate source telling us this that could lose credibility if in a financial sense if this is not true. Because they're basically telling people, no no no, you should invest in GameStop still because they're not going to go down because look at this thing that they're doing. Like so yeah. they really can't lie about this. Um but yeah, I think you're right. I think that if Sony's not doing this, GameStop will talk to them about this, and they'll make it. They're going to make it happen. Uh, I'm curious how much of a percentage it is, though. It's probably not significant at all. And
1: It's probably really insignificant. But if it's for yeah. the life of the console, then that adds up. Mm-hmm. They sell one Xbox, yeah. and that person buys twelve games and a bunch of DLC over the course of that console's life via Xbox Store. Then yeah, that could add up for every
0: customer. Yeah. So, it's a cool move. And, and like we talk about GameStop going the way of the Dodo Bird, but I don't want that to happen necessarily. I'd like right. them to maybe improve some of their practices, yeah. but I don't <laughs> want them to go away. So, this is good that the industry is kind of supporting itself. So, that's good to One see. One
1: other thing to point out about this that I thought was really interesting is that it even applies to used Xboxes.
0: Oh, so some, that it did not catch on. Yeah, if that's somebody bought it at Walmart, very surprising.
1: trades it in at GameStop, and then GameStop resells that Xbox. Then it, they get a portion of that wow. as well. Wow.
0: That's surprising because I can see with total justification Microsoft saying, no, this only applies to new Xboxes that were purchased right. in your store. So that's really cool. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder how they track that then. They must it's got to be based on serial number. It's got to be based on serial number, but I didn't think that GameStop was pulling the serial number and reporting it back to Microsoft on used consoles. So maybe that's a I new thing they're doing now. It's a new now.
1: thing based on this deal.
0: Yeah. Because when I read hard. the
1: when they read the article, it was when they mentioned the pre-owned thing specifically. Uh, they said GameStop will report these serial or will report these consoles to to Xbox as they sell them.
0: Okay, yeah, because a company being able to track which store a new console is bought at is not hard. I used to work in customer service with technical support, and it would literally say, "Oh, here's a serial number. Cool. This is the day you bought it. This is the store you bought it at. Not right. like the address of the store you bought it at, but like you bought this from the, Target. Like, you bought this from yeah, exactly. Walmart. Yeah. So companies can already do this. This isn't that hard, and this is why serial numbers literally exist: is to track where that product was yeah. manufactured, shipped from, and sold at. So, I also um, one time
1: just anecdotally, like I got a I got a video yeah. game that I already had once for a birthday, but I didn't have a receipt with it, and so I went to go return it at another store, and just, just guess which store it was? Like, oh, we don't even have this this UP. Like, we know that it's the game, but the UPC on the back of it is different. It was a Target UPC instead of a Best Buy, and I tried to return it to a Best Buy, and I was like, oh.
0: Hmm, interesting Didn't know that was a thing. Let's move on to the Sony Quest log. We're going to talk about this PS4 8.0 update. We'll just start off with what the features are. The PS4 system software update 8.0 launching today says Sid Schumann at PlayStation Blog. can we'll do a quick little rundown here. It's got parties and messaging improvements. so basically it's going to integrate both of the apps together so you can like be in a party and then text chat within that party at the same time. And send screenshots th- that kind of
1: stuff.
0: Yeah, so it links those together, which makes sense. You got new avatars. I mean, they just beat James Cameron to the punch. They have new avatars before Avatar 2 came out. <laughs> that was killer, Chad. Come Very on, that was good. killer. I mean, that was no Portillo's, <laughs> but
1: it was good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You can mute all mics from the menu. It has improved parental controls. Events and communities have been removed. So if you're in, in if you already have an older community, private community, like our responding you, fire that community, can, like a responding fire one, yeah, uh, that can still be accessed. Older events, however, are gone. So no more, you can't see the events anymore. You can use an authenticator app. Um, for two-step verification now, and then PS4 Remote Play is now just being redubbed PS Remote Play, obviously because PS5 is going to support it. And right. these features here are immense and incredible. Everyone <laughs> groundbreaking. has... Groundbreaking. <laughs> groundbreaking. Everyone agrees this is an important, profound update that is perfect and impeccable. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> According to this next headline that says... PS4's 8.0 system update messed with parties and fans are annoyed. Oh, so not what I just said. This yep. has been a mess. <laughs> this whole thing has been a complete mess. There, let's um, just say
1: there are two things that I noticed about this update, and both of them I hated. Everything else I didn't even realize was a thing.
0: <laughs> so here's the list of issues, according to J- uh, Jordan DeVore's article from Destructoid. The list of issues include friends list won't open. It's struggling to load. It, just, it gives you an error message when you try to look at your friends list. Uh, that's currently being looked into by Sony. They've made a statement about that. Party issues. Um, So basically, because parties and messages are based on groups now, you can't just make a new party that invite players as they come and go, like you do currently. Uh, It Instead, several groups need to be added for each kind of permutation of which friends are in that group. Or, you know, we have to have one for me, you, and Dallas. We have to have another group for me, you, Dallas, and Brent. I'm honestly kind of confused about this. Am I getting that right? Because that seems really fucked up and strange to me that it would even have um, to work that way.
1: Yeah. So you have to know who you want to game with that night while you're playing. You have to know, all right, I want to game tonight with Holden, Dallas, Matt, and Brent. And that's what mm-hmm. I want to invite to my party. And if you don't include someone on that, that group, whenever you create your party, then uh, they can't even see that you're in a party or even see that you're online and talking with those guys. Um, they just see there are no parties for you to join because you haven't been invited to one. Previously, I was allowed to just hmm. create a party and not have to invite anyone at all to it. And then I could just set it so that people could jump in whenever they got online. So like, oh, Matt's online. He yeah. sees them playing. He wants to jump in. Great. What I also liked about that system versus the new one is that when I create the party, if I say, all right, I'm, I'm gaming with you five guys tonight and I create the party it immediately sends all five of you invitations. But if like, Mm -hmm. if I'm playing right now and and we've already talked about it over text message, we're like, cool, Matt and I are going to jump on and run some stuff. And then Dallas is going to hop in later because he's playing red dead right now. And then Brent's going to hop on when he gets back from work. Like, I'm inviting them all at the same time and it's a little thing, but it's like Dallas is getting an invitation to join my party. And I'm like, don't accept that invitation. Please play Red Dead. Don't feel like you have to talk to us while you play Red Dead. Join when you're ready. So it's like, I don't want to send the invites out. I just want to make a party. And then when they're ready to join it, they can. So so that extra mm-hmm. level of of it's just it's it's an extra hassle. And even like last night, when we were all online and then you decided you wanted to join us and then you had to text yep. us I don't see a party. Add me. How do I add me to your party? And we're like, oh, we had to interrupt our game. We had to go hit the plus button, invite you to join that group, so that you were part of the party. It's just dumb. I don't know why. Yeah,
0: that's like as a reading because I I remember experiencing that the other night. I honestly just thought it was a glitch or something like that. I didn't really think too much of it because my PS4 is always acting weird like that, or like my Xbox always says I'm offline, but I'm not. (laughs) And I even though it says even though I've chosen to say I'm online, I just thought it was one of those things. But what's strange to me is this is such an obvious step back. How did this get approved? That's why I'm reading this. I'm confused. And I'm like, is this a glitch or is this how it's supposed to work? Or it's very strange because last time you can make a party public or private. And that was it. And this is going to make it difficult for game nights for us now. Exactly. Because it, like, for example, like, you know, I'll text you and be like, hey, I'm going to be 15 minutes late. I can't then just go and jump into the party.
1: Right, or if we aren't... Which is how it's like if, before. Of our, all of our patrons, if we don't think to invite them all to it, like the other night we were playing Among Us, I didn't know Joel was going to yeah. join in, in Among Us, granted that's Discord, but in a similar situation, an hour into game night, somebody decides, I'm going to jump on and join these guys, well they can't just do mm-hmm. that. They have to yeah. somehow get our attention via Twitter or text message if they have our phone numbers, and let us know, hey I want to join you, luckily... We created a community, and our community, for the time being, is still there. So I think we might still be able to create a community party chat. And then we can just invite people, like mm-hmm. people who are part of the community can automatically join in. We'll have to experiment with that for game night. But yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, I'm Hoping they're looking into it and trying to fix it.
0: The other part is play-together options are gone, meaning that you're basically at the mercy of in-game invitation options. And sometimes those options don't work that great. So... I don't know, do you guys have experiences with that in Destiny when you guys were playing together?
1: I feel like I never really used the play together. Like, there, if you okay. would go to a person's profile, like if you go to your friend's list and click on a person's thing, there was a button to start a party with them, there was a button to request to share their screen, and then there was a button to invite them to your game or something like that or join their game. And I feel like mm-hmm. I never used that. I always use in-game stuff anyway, which might be why it's frustrating sometimes when it doesn't work. But.
0: Mm-hmm. There was also a question about privacy. So there's a security pop-up. Um, a security pop-up makes it seem like Sony is collecting all party chat audio for, quote, safety moderation. However, Sony clarified that this is basically audio that's only sent to Sony when someone files uh, something for review. Like, hey, I was harassed in this party. Right. And then Sony can pull the audio from that and assess it to make sure that they're not about to ban someone who wasn't actually doing something.
1: Right and the it's important a couple of things to note one, you can only do that on p s five so you can only report somebody on p s five uh but mm-hmm. you can be you can have cross gen parties so that's why they were that's why the message popped up on p s four this week uh it went live early as a mistake like we weren't supposed to see that message pop up yet until p s five launched but um for anyone who's like thinking, "Oh my god, now everyone's going to be." hearing all of my audio the entire time I play, or I have to watch what I'm saying. First of all, you shouldn't be saying offensive shit because you're a person, you're a human being. But um, if you're worried about at any moment anyone could do things, the report feature on PS5 is a 20 minute segment. So you choose like, hey, Holden harassed me. He called me a doo-doo head and these are the 20 seconds where it Common happened freeze for me. <laughs> yes. This is the 20 seconds where it happens. So you choose the 20 seconds and then Sony has 10 seconds on either side that they can listen to as well. So, in total, you can only send 40 seconds of audio at a time. But yeah, it's there it's not a sort to, to keep people from harassing others, which I'm I'm in favor of. It's um it's kind of a weird It's kind of a weird privacy thing where it's like I wish there was an opt-in because like I understand it, and it's helpful, and people shouldn't be harassing others online, but also I feel like if i if I now if I want to use the feature at all, I suddenly have to opt in to consent to being able to be sent to Sony at any time. I don't know it feels like there should be a middle ground there somewhere, but I'm not a an engineer i'm not a I don't make privacy policies, so
0: yeah, I guess for me, I'm not super concerned about this a because i don't I've never I don't harass people. <laughs> it's not something I you commonly do. You do a head
1: in that story that I just made up.
0: <laughs> and I think if... Okay, can you imagine if somebody got that? Like, hold him, call me a doo-doo head. Ban him. <laughs> to, Let's do a 40-second clip. <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I just feel like I'm usually playing with my friends. Actually, I'm always... Like, I never play online. I'm always playing with my friends. I don't play with strangers online. So, like, I don't, like, for me, personally... I wouldn't be in a situation where I'm like, Man, Chad was really harassing me during that party chat. like yeah. we busted those balls, but like it's not like a random stranger screaming the n word. You know what I mean? like it's nothing like that, although there was that one time when we were playing Siege, and that guy did name his character the n word and I would report that. actually, yeah. I did report that, so there i this has only yeah. ever happened I
1: think twice in my entire time playing with party chat too, where if someone just randomly jumps into our party because it was open and anyone could just drop in. So like, yeah. I assume we were playing online they saw one of our screen names and they just jumped into our party and then they just like jumped in and said like, oh, hey, you guys are stupid, you're so stupid and then they immediately bounced. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I guess if that happens enough if you play like the wrong kind of games that are toxic and that might happen a lot to you, this is a great feature.
0: But now, if your friends can't even see you, how could random strangers see that you're exactly? A party? So, so that might be so. It might I guess be the,
1: part of that whole thing is is protecting people yeah. by making sure that you are talking with exactly who you intended to talk with.
0: Yeah, which I'm totally fine with that. I don't want someone random jumping in. It'd, it'd be like saying I want I'm my talking to be my able friend to jump over in and out. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I've like, never been like on the phone and being like, man, I just wish a random stranger could just jump into my phone conversation.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so moving on to the fetch quests here, we have a lot of fetch quests this week, lots of them, but lots of just like little stories that aren't, you know, not huge, but they're worth talking about. Rumor: Obsidian is working on Outer Wilds sequel. Says AutoCracky at Dual Outer Worlds sequel. Says AutoCracky at Dual Shockers. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Yeah, that, that game did a lot of good for itself for Obsidian.
0: Yes, it did. Uh, PlayStation Game Library curates your PS4 and PS5 games, says Jenny Latta at Silicon Era. So this basically is a website that breaks down every game you've bought specifically on PS4 and PS5, only those consoles, as well as it breaks down based on the games you purchased, the games you've gotten from PS Plus, the games you've gotten from uh, PS Now, and you can kind of sort them as you'd like or only see the PS5 games you bought or only the PS4 games you like. It's also a good way to make sure your pre-orders for PS5 games have gone through, because yeah. I have no way of on PS4 of looking and seeing if that's true or not. But I can say now that the three games I've pre-ordered are all there, so it's yep. all good. Library, um, You can also take your download com. queue.
1: Yep. What, I, what cool. I actually like about that is, um, I probably will never use this feature, but if you look in your library, you, it, will, it will specifically tell you, oh, here are all these games, and it will have a little symbol if it's from your PlayStation Plus. Like, if I got that free with PlayStation Plus. And that's important because... If I ever decided that I wanted to stop playing for PlayStation Plus, I need to know, oh, fuck, what am I not going to be able to play again? And I need to go <laughs> in there and say, oh, oh, I got that from PlayStation Plus. I should probably buy that real quick if I want to be able to play that afterwards. So it's, it's nice that it kind of delineates those for you. Uh, with PlayStation yeah. now, I have no – maybe it's only downloaded – because that's like 700-plus games. I'm sure it doesn't integrate the <laughs> whole library into your library. Maybe only ones that you've like started or downloaded. I don't know.
0: Probably, yeah. This is a cool one you'll hear. Uh, PS5 design decided two years ago, but the time since then has been working on integrating the uh, liquid metal cooling. That's from Chandler Wood at PlayStation Lifestyle. So that's kind of cool to hear. Basically, I mean, the article kind of goes in depth with the tech there, but basically they're trying to find a way to cool it, considering the CPU always has a constant... It's always running at the highest it can as opposed to having a variable frame rate. Yeah. And so they basically wanted to have a cooling solution that worked in those kind of situations. So that was kind of cool um, I was to also, hear.
1: I was listening to, for the first time since quarantine started, I listened to an episode of Easy Allies. And um, they were talking about this a little bit. They were talking about the unboxing, or not the unboxing, the, the... Teardown? Teardown, yeah, of the PlayStation 5. And they mentioned this, that it was two years they'd been working on the liquid cooling and that there are usually so many on a consumer level product, there are so many things that can go wrong with liquid cooling, with liquid metal cooling, like uh, having to replace the liquid metal because something happens to it over the lifetime of the product. And obviously as a PlayStation 5, we're not going to be doing that. But as a consumer, as a PC, you might have the know-how to do that. But also Mm -hmm. that apparently one of the things that goes wrong often with liquid metal is that it might like leap or seep out the sides of things, and so that Sony actually patented something in the last couple of years, uh, some kind of shield that keeps it from
0: mm-hmm.
1: from leaking out as well.
0: When I yeah, when I found out about the liquid metal, and there I actually went to my GameStop or pre ordered and I'm like, can I put the warranty on this? Because I didn't I'm like I had <laughs> the, the warranty on this because this is a dangerous thing. Like, it's very cool, but it is finicky. And it could be problematic. So I'd like to be safe on that one.
1: It makes me feel better that they literally, they spent several years literally just working on this one, not just working on this one feature, but that they devoted (laughs) time to to making sure they got this right. And they have patents for all of these kind of things, too.
0: Yeah. Joe Biden set up his own Animal Crossing Island for the presidential campaign. I went to it today. You did. And I did, yeah. It's a very, very well designed island. It's extremely clever. Did Joe Biden get more than eight stairs? Uh, did he get special concessions? I mean, he couldn't have possibly Spice had President more than eight stairs. Once. Well, a lot of the islands actually cut off to you because they kind of just wanted to focus it in this little town that he mm-hmm. kind of put. Well, I'm sure that a uh, volunteer or employee of his campaign yeah. made, not specifically Joe Biden. Um, And it's kind of this one little section, but it's he said it's very well designed. Uh, It's definitely in that kind of tier of the five star. Like, look at my five star Animal Crossing Island, like you see on YouTube. Like, it's of that quality. Uh, One of the cool things I want to note about it is, if you walk to the very back of the island, they use the museum and then put some things in front of the museum, so that from the perspective you're at, it looks like the White House. Uh, and that's that's really cool um and they this is why they kind of cut you off from certain parts of the island because they don't want you to be able to walk up to that and kind of see that it's like so it's very well designed uh i'm i'm pretty impressed the dream code for it is available uh online for if you want to go there and check it out yourself it's pretty cool it's well done Speaking of well done, Marvel's Avengers DLC <laughs> and next gen versions delayed, says Matt Purse, IGN. No, well done. Because they got to cook them so that they're well done.
1: They exactly. Don't take them off and, raw.
0: Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's, it's okay to delay something. We should not be mad at developers for delaying things. So, well done. It takes balls to come out and delay something as opposed to releasing a subpar product. So both the Kate Bishop DLC and next-gen upgrades have been pushed to 2021. Crystal Dynamics also issued an apology. Issued and apology, I wrote. And apology. And an and are not the same words. (laughs) uh, Also issued an apology and acknowledgement that the launch of Marvel's Avengers, quote, does not align with Crystal Dynamics' value of craftsmanship. Um, So... To kind of make up for this, if a user logs into uh, Marvel's Avengers between October 22nd to November 5th, they will be given uh, 1,500 credits, 7,000 units, 250 upgrade modules, 200, 220 DNA keys, 20 DNA keys, and then a, a Sierra Garza-inspired nameplate. Chad, so I don't play Avengers. D- mm-hmm. Does that perk, or are those little, uh, like, you know... Oh, a 1000 those- a 1,000%. Go-
1: right now, I'm on the grind. Well, I haven't, I haven't played since uh, I got frustrated with all the bugs. And stopped mm-hmm. playing, but the the biggest thing keeping me from reaching max level with my bra- Black Widow is upgrade modules. So giving oh, okay. me two hundred and fifty of those things, I think is probably going to allow me to get almost to max power level. And then twenty DNA keys. That was actually one of the things that was broken for me. Is I would do all of these things that are supposed to reward me with DNA keys, and I wouldn't get them. And so having twenty of those, it's going to be nice, which allow me to get more upgrade modules. Anyway, all of this is being said, like I'm glad they're working to make it better. I'm glad that um the next gen when it launches on next gen is going to be nice so it's probably the next time i will play it aside from upgrading my black widow here in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. um they did launch a new activity today talkeon somethings that uh, it sounds cool brent played it he said it's, it's pretty dope so we might jump in for a day or two next week but mm-hmm. In general, it looks like I'm waiting till 2021 to play more Avengers. And I'm excited. I'm excited to play whatever they have next in it, because I really did enjoy playing that game for sure.
0: My question to you is, are you going to wait for Destiny 2 now? Because Bungie revealed the next-gen nope. Destiny 2 dates and details, and you're not getting those next-gen updates until December 8th. So you won't get the 4K, you won't get the 60 frames per second, or the field of view slider until then, but you will still get the faster load times and cross-generation play. So you're still playing it when Beyond I Light never comes out, going out anyway? I never
1: want to stop playing Destiny 2
0: okay <laughs> we have we have
1: three weeks until that thing launches we got to beat two campaigns in it and then as soon as it gets here you think i'm gonna when beyond light drops when the consoles drop you think i'm not gonna play through the new thing and experiment with the stasis ice powers and explore the new planet and pff, i'm not gonna wait for well, a little I, extra bump in resolution and frame rate to do that
0: i just thought you'd want to make time for your animal crossing village because you really want to work on that and have been having to put that off
1: here here's my official stance on animal crossing I don't like Animal Crossing.
0: <laughs> Call of Duty finally lets PC players uninstall over one hundred gigabytes of stuff, says Luke Plinkett at Kotaku. I wish that the PlayStation and Xbox versions of this allowed for the same thing. Right? Bring it to it.
1: Although since it's I get a big. five terabyte external hard drive, it's like it doesn't really matter for me.
0: It's annoying. It is annoying. It's awful. Mass Effect Legendary Edition pops up again with a rating in Korea, which the rating in Korea was the sign that Spider-Man Miles Morales and Demon Souls were going to be launch titles. So That's right. this is like those those Koreans they they know what they're doing. with The ratings and they do it properly. And they do it right right before a game comes out. So this is soon. This is soon. This is yep. good. Thank you for Korea for being on top of your shit. Jeff Grubbs agrees, and he claims the collection has been pushed back to 2021 due to issues of the original game, quote, not holding up. So 2021 could be soon. Could be soon 2021. Like yeah. early 2021. That's what soon <laughs> 2021 means. It could it's be early 2021.
1: December 31st. And then it's it's January first somewhere. But we're gonna launch it on December 31st, because that's how the world works.
0: <laughs> um I so I do want to point the whole the original game holding it back because it's not, quote, not holding up. This is my speculation. This is me putting my own thoughts into this. But I think we all know that Mass Effect 2 greatly improved on the uh, with a lot of quality life improvements for Mass Effect 1. With combat and kind of things like that, that I'm wondering if part of this upgrade or legendary edition of Mass Effect is making it more consistent across all three games and that it's harder to do that in the first game.
1: I don't know. I why I don't see because EA has always has until very very recently been like we're not interested in remaking old games. We're focused on the new shit. I don't think that they have had enough time to put in the effort to make to to like do anything other than high res upgrades. And maybe just Here's like the UI improvements, but like to 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 redo some of the systems to make them more consistent, like not having to go down onto a planet to do the stupid rover in Mass Effect Two to find materials, like that's a huge system in the game that they would have to remove and replace with whatever they I forget what they did with Mass Effect Three to kind of replace that, but like it feels like too much yeah. for EA to do for a remaster.
0: I was thinking more in terms of the combat stuff, not so much like the planetary exploration right. and that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, um, I just want to remind you, there's a story called How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and at the end of that story, <laughs> the Grinch, his heart grew uh, two sizes or three sizes bigger than it was before. And that could happen. It could, could happen. happen. For the sake of Mass I, Effect, I think it's it too could fa- happen. If,
1: early, if January 1st, 2021 is the release date, I think that's too soon for that to happen.
0: You know, Cindy Lou Who can inspire a lot of good in people. And I feel like Andrew Wilson's probably been sending, spending some time with Cindy Lou <laughs> Just saying, same speculation, it's fact. All right. <laughs> Former Bioshock creator is almost done with next video game project, says Dennis Patrick at Game Ranks. This is basically just speculation because uh, of a job listing. There's no confirmation of this. But it has been a long time.
1: It has. It's been a long time.
0: So I'm excited to see it. And our final story in the Fetch Quest here is that Rockstar confirms Ruffian Games acquisition. This is from Alex Calvin at PC Games Insider. Excuse me, Ruffian Games has made Crackdown 2 and the following Connect titles Connect Star Wars, Nike plus Connect Training, Connect Playfit, and Connect Sesame Street Season 2. But more recently they helped with Halo Reach in the Master Chief collection. They made a VR mini-game collection called Rad TV, and then they developed a twin stick shooter called Fragmental.
1: I wonder if Ruffian Games has ever made anything where you use your body as the controller. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Because everything they fucking done has Kinect in it.
0: I just I I died when it, the Kinect Sesame Street season two, not season one. They only <laughs> done season. No, the two. folks who did season one,
1: turns out they were big old racists, and they were. <laughs> so for season two, they'd bring on a new crew. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know if that's true. I also don't know if it's not true. <laughs>
0: Yes, there's the season of Sesame Street run by white nationalists. <laughs> <laughs> Parents walk to the room, going, like, "What the hell are they teaching my kid?
1: <laughs> this I is not know, an alphabet whatever I it approve is. Of. He's
0: using his whole body." <laughs> 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 that is all the stories that we have for the week, which brings us to game on game, game, on game show. show. The
1: game on our gaming show, where we play a game called Game On. The gaming show on a game show. Game 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 game. Holden. To play us out tonight, we have an episode of Quiz Me, Cap, Mits Me, Margaret. I was trying to think. <laughs> also called
0: the Holden Humiliation
1: Hour. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. But here, there are some things. There are some things. We're actually, because it's Halloween month, we're going to say Quiz Me, Cap, Mits Me, Satan. That's what we're going to call it instead of Margaret. There's one caveat Uh-oh. in here, in Uh-oh. that I've given you a chance to redeem yourself. I have included, somewhere in these four rounds, a repeat question to see if you've learned <laughs> from your mistakes.
0: We'll see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re-emphasize, Holden Humiliation Hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's Dallas do it. Dallas said in the chat, this is his favorite game. You're welcome, Dallas. All right, here we go. So, <laughs> quiz me, Captain. It's me, Satan. First round of four rounds, 30 seconds long. You have to answer a question... That usually includes describing a list of things or, or making a making a list. First round, See. thirty seconds. I have my timer in my hand. Con leche. Are you ready, Holden, for a first round? Quiz me captain. It's me, Satan.
0: Holden Humiliation Hour. Let's do it.
1: First round, starting thirty seconds. Now name ten non flying type Pokemon.
0: Pikachu, one Raichu. two. Squirtle, Three, bulbasaur, four, Charmander, five, Charizard, nope. Charmeleon. Six. Oh Charizard can fly. Yeah. Um Tokyo seven. Ente eight. Um <laughs> Shelder. <laughs> Nine. Five well. seconds. And um uh Goldeen. 10. All right. Very good. That was right, close. Cool. 28 seconds on that one. There's only like 10 of them, right? So I've deemed all 10 <laughs> Pokemon that can fly, right? That's yes. why it was so hard. <laughs> very good. That means you move on to round two.
1: Again, if you get through all four rounds, you get a super secret prize. If you do not... <laughs> get through all four rounds successfully you still have to go through all four rounds but you just don't get the super secret prize here's the thing i don't think there
0: is a super secret prize i think they're so confident
1: i'll never make it there always is a super secret prize and it's usually made up on the spot so (laughs) if you win i don't know what it is right now but if you win you will get that super secret prize all right second round round two is 60 seconds this has multiple questions in it. You have to get through all the questions in round two within 60 seconds in order to progress to round three. Are you ready, Holden, for Quiz Me Captain? It's Me, Satan, round two.
0: Round two, Holden Humiliation Hour. Let's Second
1: do it. round, 60 seconds on the clock starting now. What is Shuhei's last name? Yoshida. Say Dragon Ball Z, Budokai Tenkaichi 3 three times. <laughs> I hate you. I didn't learn my mistake (laughs) from this one. One more time. Tell me one more time. (laughs) Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi three, three times.
0: Dragon Ball, fucking hell! I can never remember it. Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi three. Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi three. Dragon Ball Z. What the fuck? Why did I? How did I mess up? What did I mess up? Not Tenkaichi. Tenkaichi. Okay, Dragon Ball Z. Tenkaichi. Nope. Budokai. Budokai. Tenkaichi, ten. Fuck you. <laughs> Twenty seconds. Dragon Ball Z. Budokai. Tenkai Tenkaichi. I can never get it. Just skip this one. Just skip left. it. Just skip it, Satan. Just
1: skip it. You technically saw five seconds. No, and skip it. We're the next question. is <laughs> up. Holden, you did not learn from your mistake. It is Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3. <laughs> and I hate you so much. <laughs> oh, man. Third round. You do not get the super secret prize, but you do get the responsibility of finishing the game. Holden, third round is 20 seconds. It usually has to do with you, me, of you swaying me on one particular topic. <laughs> Are you ready for round three of Quiz Me, Cap? It's Me, Satan?
0: This one's such a bullshit because you can just say no no matter what I
1: say. <laughs> 20 seconds. starting. Hashtag,
0: there is no special secret prize.
1: <laughs> now, what happened to Sean Layden?
0: You know, I don't have to convince you what happened. I just need to convince you that we don't know what's going to happen. And we never will find out what's going to happen. That's all there is to say about it. That is not the answer I want to hear. You we know. still have seven seconds to finish out with something good. All right, fine. Uh, Sean Layden isn't there anymore because turns out he hates PlayStation and he's a hardcore Uh, Atari VCS fan. Holden, you failed round three, but that does not escape you from
1: final round, round four. Here we go. (laughs) Final (laughs) round, round four, 30 seconds. You need four correct answers. I will provide you with 10 pairs of things that are usually video game related. Sometimes they're related to chicken nuggets, but still have a callback to video games. You have to tell me the correct answer of the two. There is no prerequisite. There is no question. There is no context. One of them is just correct, and one of them is incorrect. <laughs> Are you ready Hashtag for the final Hashtag, there
0: round? is no super secret. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: final round, 30 seconds. You need four correct answers. Are you ready? Four. four. Quiz me, Captain. It's me, Satan. Final round starts now. Tabletop games or sports? tabletop games. Hell yeah. DPD or DND? DND. No, DPD is Dallas Police Department. Come on. Link or Zelda? Link. Hell yeah, that's badass. Trump or Biden? Biden. Hell yeah. Nathan Drake or regular Drake?
0: Nathan Drake.
1: Yes, very much so. You got four. That's four correct answers. Very good. And a flip on the, the bird. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Congratulations, Holden. In 23 seconds, you won the final round. But again, you failed 50% of the game, which means you do not get the super secret prize. Maybe you will next time. (laughs) Will we see the return of Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3? Who knows? (laughs) But you better learn how to say it
0: before it comes back. (laughs) I need to clarify a question, though. What was I supposed to convince you on? (laughs) on You just (laughs) needed to provide me
1: an answer that would satisfy me. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that is it for Game on Game Show And that is it for episode 183 Of Respawn Aim Fire where you have a responsibility uh, As a listener and watcher of this show The first being Go support us everywhere we need supporting Because there are cool things that I want to bring to you And I need to know that you want them And your support is how I know that So subscribe to us on YouTube Subscribe to us on our podcast streams uh, Give us a review, rate us 5 Donuts Good burping uh, thank you, burping. That was a wimpy burp. It um, was a good burp. I'm probably going to bring these things to you anyway because I just want to do them, and, but I would just really like to know that you care. And uh, other thing, Horizon Zero Dawn. If you've played it before, that counts. If you're playing it right now, that counts. Whether you finished it or not, oh my God, I am just like almost burp throw up during this. <laughs> if you are playing it, whether or not you've played it before or whether you're playing it right now, uh, send us your thoughts on the game um via email respondingfire@gmail.com. at gmail.com dm us at responding fire uh, we want to know so that we can discuss it on november 1st when we talk about the game there is also going to be some kind of thing that we're going to figure out right after this about how we handle the games we play for november and december so check out patreon for that patreon.com slash did i miss anything Go to Burger King where you can get for five dollars, sorry, four ninety nine. You can get a ten pack of Burger King new spicy chicken nuggets. Uh, So do that. (laughs) And until next time, here's our usual sign up: Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi (laughs) Three.